Hi, this is Becky from Dystopica, and you are watching CMS TV. Chris Aiken presents, and I, of course, am Chris Aiken, and I've got to say, I am thrilled to be doing this. One of my favorite, favorite dudes in one of my absolute favorite bands, Cataclysm. Uh, he's he's here to talk not about Cataclysm and not about Exdeo. He's I, I can't believe it, but this guy has more bands than most people, and he's the busiest guy in the world of heavy metal. He is Maurizio Iacono. Of all those bands, and he's here to talk about his, his I don't necessarily think it's a new band, but it's his current band, Invictus. So, <laughs> I'm so getting Maurizio, confused. Well, <laughs> <laughs> it's, well, well, Maurizio, obviously, man, you have this new release, Unstoppable, uh, uh, from the, the project known as Invictus. And um, not necessarily brand new, but it's, the, it's, it's one that I think has slid by a lot of people because of Cataclysm and Xdeo getting so much attention from you. Right, right. So why don't we start with maybe give us a little background on Invictus, Ben, for people that don't know about this project. So I guess, you know, everybody knows I'm a pretty, you know, I'm a workaholic. So yeah. I, I got, I always have something to do and I have to do something or else I go crazy. But um, so during the pandemic, uh, we had uh, the Cataclysm record was finished, right? Ready to go. Mm-hmm. And then it hit. And then we, we didn't know what to do with it and all that stuff happened. And then we finally ended up releasing it anyways, a couple months delay, but we did it anyways. Um, and then we had the XDO record halfway finished. So all my projects were already kind of either finished or in the middle of being finished. So right. I, was, you know, I was actually very close to a burnout, to be honest with you, right before all <laughs> this stuff dropped. So the pandemic for me was actually a decent thing in the sense of, you know, recharging my batteries and stuff like that. Sure. But it usually takes me maybe a couple of weeks to a month to recharge my batteries and I'm ready to go. <laughs> and uh, after, after a year of that stuff, I was just like, I got to do something. And um, I always wanted to do a type of project like this. Um, it's a bit different than Cataclysm and Xdeo. It's got, it's got, a, you know, some clean vocals in there. It's got a different approach, a bit more progressive in, in the sense of uh, influence wise, you know, it's, it's sure. different than, than, um, than Cataclysm because also um, uh, Chris wrote most of the music on this record. JF's in it, right. Mm-hmm. Uh, but he came in and, put some touches here and there, some riffs and some ideas, but mainly uh, was Chris that did most of the the writing on the album. So, uh, you know, so that brings it to a different level, a different idea uh, of, of compared to what we would do with Cataclysm, you know? So, sure. so that's how pretty much the idea started. It was more of a personal project, um, you know, Cataclysm, more of an open book, you know, mm-hmm. read the lyrics for you might mean something. I had an idea when I wrote it, but it might be somebody. It's written in a way that is more open. Uh, Xdeo obviously is is a is a historical uh, sure. band that bring you know your Roman Empire stuff and all that crazy stuff. 
And uh, but this is more personal. What I write is what really what I feel, and you know, it's it is what it is. You know, so that's that's pretty much where it comes from. Some some personal stuff in there, and some some stuff that deals with society in general. Sure. Now yeah. you mentioned Chris writing, Chris Clancy doing a lot of the writing on it. Um, how how much do you you know? I I know how you work, and you work. It's you ninety nine percent of the time with the other two bands. <laughs> Right. How comfortable were you with taking, you know, giving the reins to somebody else to almost completely do most of the work or most of that part? Well, it's, it's me and JF have worked so much together that it's like a machine, right? Like mm-hmm. we idea, we elaborate on it and it goes and it's easy. I had the same type of experience with Chris. It was, it was kind of like we clicked right away that you know he did a lot of the clean vocals on the record too i did some but he did a lot of the clean ones uh the main ones you hear uh but he you know we don't know if it was going to work my vocals his vocals the way he writes my approach to things um i i I have written all the lyrics all the arrangements as well as the the, you know the vocal deliveries on everything but the music i really kind of went against what I usually do and be on it and be like, Hey, go for it. You know what I mean? Let's try something new. And, and, uh, and I told them like, these are my influences, you know, in mm-hmm. you put yours and then let's keep that in mind because I want it to be kind of, you know, in this direction, you know, and uh, he did a great job. It came out like this. Uh, it did take a year to put together just because of the schedules uh, sure. and all that stuff. He's also, you know, big producer works with uh, Colin Richardson and Andy Sneep. So he was, he was working on the machine head too lately. So he's been like right. all over, you know, so we, we got it done when we worked together. It was just like a couple of days songs done. So when wow. you have something that's like that, it's organic and it's mm-hmm. easy flow. You know what I mean? And that to me was the most important thing about this record. It was how quickly we were able to put it together when we worked on it. There wasn't much of, you know, procrastinating on the, on a song for like, you know, weeks or a month. It was kind of like a couple of days, a week max. And we had the skeleton done and everything was coming. Together. Right. Yeah, sure. Now, you know, listening to it as a, as a fan, there it's definitely different you know and, and you know i i'm a total fan of what you do i love what you do thank you dude. and that being said though that really drew me to finding the differences and more to that fact finding some of the same points it's, it's interesting that that chris wrote so much because there are some songs here that almost sound like they could go to cataclysm you know there's yeah. a few not not the bulk of the record but there's two or three songs that have that that speed drum and a you know to yeah, it that, yeah, yeah. that is what you do yeah did you try to guide him away from that or or how did it how did those pieces end up on it i guess you know dude as, as soon as jf comes in there and he does one riff it's it's kind of like ah there's a little cataclysm there you know so we still wanted some of that presence in there sure. because that's who we are you know like i can't take the death metal out of me i mean that's what i am right mm-hmm. like that's that's the the path i chose um that i worked on my vocals and stuff i tried new things on this record sometimes i was looking at jf in the studio like like i do i feel dirty i don't know about this <laughs> you know, <it's> like, <laughs> things, things like that you know kind of happened a little bit here and there but we were like but that's the point of trying something new you know and taking that step into something that's that's going to be a bit different you know um you know look all three bands to me are apart but they all connect somehow right mm-hmm. it's not only 
it, you still got the same soul behind it, working it. And between me and JF, especially, you, you're going to have the attachment that's going to be there. Uh, but I, I do think it's an easy listening record and it's, and it's different. It's, 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 you know, there's not crazy blast beats or anything like that on this. Um, it's a, it's a more power driven, you know, melodic stuff and, uh, with, with big hooks. So, uh, you know, some of the songs like Eagles, it could be like arena rock kind of choruses in that song, you know what I mean? So it, it depends how you view it and how you, how you approach it. You know, for me, it was just kind of an organic situation. That's what we wanted to do. Put everything in the, in the melting pot, you know? Right on. Now, for for you specifically, you where does this? What does this become? Is it a band? Is it a project? Is it something you kind of want to tour? So there's confusion around that. Yeah. So so there is some confusion around there because it's it's it was it was going to be just a solo record, right? Mm -hmm. Um, But it's kind of morphing into more of a band thing. Uh, But the touring part is where the big question mark is. We don't know yet. You know, the record, we want the record to come out, see how it goes. Um, we, we do have pressure from the record label and people to go out there and play song, like, you know, play shows and stuff. Um, but, you know, I just did two tours this year already with Cataclysm. Right. You know, it's like, you know, I got three kids. So it's <laughs> like, I got, I got a lot of stuff going on. I, you know, if I have the right opportunity and I see that something cool, I would, I would try U.S. tour. I, I, I don't think I'll go overseas with it yet or anything. Okay. Like that. I'd like to test the waters first, see what goes on and how it's perceived because this record had a lot of issues in the beginning. Uh, when it first came out, we had a lot of issues and, uh, and, and, you know, we had some algorithm problems and we had all kinds of stuff that it was like a huge black cloud and it kind of started the wrong way. Right. And now it's starting to go where it's supposed to, like the numbers are, are going up. Everything's like starting, people starting to connect with it, but it was a very big battle in the beginning. We almost pulled the plug on this whole thing, you know, it was oh, that wow. bad. Yeah. Wow. So, so we decided that uh, we were not going to do that. And I'm the type of guy that's, it, it, especially when the record's called unstoppable, you got to go, you know what I mean? Right. <laughs> or else you're doing the opposite, you know? And, and uh, so I wasn't going to let that just shut down like that. And I, we just, we just, you know, soldiered through the whole thing, you know, but um, we are, we are, we're happy where it's going. We'll see where it goes, you know, in the end. Sure. Definitely. Now, if you were to tour it, what would ideally, how would that go? Would it be as a, as an opener? Would it be as it your own? Be. Yeah. It's too small yet to, to kind of go in there and, and try to be a headliner with this. I mean, it would, it would fail. I think it's just not, I mean, it's, it's, it's not ready yet for that. It would need a few records to be able to even go there, you know? See, um, I, I'm going to disagree with you slightly on this and you can really? tell me I'm wrong because you're, you're, you know, I know you have all the management companies and all that other stuff that you yeah, do. Yeah. So you know, this business better than me, but I think your, your name, your heritage mm-hmm. would drive a lot of ticket sales mm-hmm. that, a, that a true new band would not get. Right. Well, I mean, like in that, in that sense, I think that it would help me get on a good tour. Okay. Right? So I think, I think you know, a big guy would be like, you know what? He's worth the space on my, on my show because he could bring some people. I see it like that because it's getting very difficult for a band that got one record out there to even get on a tour, right? Sure. So, but this, this band, the cool thing about it, it has a lot of reach in different angles. So basically, you know, this can go on tour with Slipknot, like it can go on tour with Decapitated or, or Soul Work, or it can move around a little bit like that. You sure. Know I mean? The Machine Head, you know, Fear Factory, it can move. 
So that's what's cool about it. Um, you know, or a kill switch engage also. Like it, mm -hmm. it just has it has that potential to move around. So that's what interests me the most about it also on the touring end, that if I would do something, it would have to be in that world that where it can move around a little bit. So it's a bit different than what I do with Cataclysm, for example. You know? Sure. Yeah, Cataclysm, there's, there's a pretty set list of bands you guys could go with. You know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no question. Well, dude, um, one of the first videos that you shared with everybody is for Exiled, which is just a killer Killer song, cool video. Uh, talk a little bit about, about the video and about why that song was chosen as one of the first to share with people. Well, I mean, it's again, it's, it's, uh, I feel that uh, that song specifically was written during the pandemic. And, and you know, if you, if you were glued to the computer like most people were during that time and then, you know, TV and everything, you would feel that, you know, you want to just escape from the entire planet, you know. Right. <laughs> so, so, you know, I, I went from, you know, not paying attention to a lot of things to like paying attention to a lot of things because of that, because I think you didn't have much of a choice. Sure. There was so much misinformation and so much crap everywhere that it was hard to like even, you know, kind of follow something, you know, mm -hmm. like nobody knew what the hell was going on and anything, you know, when it, everything, what freaked me out the most in the last two years and three years. And I think this song relates to that is that we don't even know what's real or what's fake anymore. Yeah. And I, and I think we live in that type of, 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 of time right now where it's, you question absolutely everything. Mm -hmm. And it's like this cup real. Let me see. Is this the matrix? <laughs> you, start, <laughs> right. you, you start getting into that type of world. You can go down a rabbit hole real quick and then it gets kind of crazy. So Exile is kind of a song that just like, I don't want to be part of it. Of mm -hmm. all of it. You know, you're kind of, kind of real metalheads or were like that back in the day, you know, they were right. kind of rebels and questioning things. And when it didn't make sense, common sense to you or somebody, we would not conform. Right. Mm -hmm. So I, I, that song is, is, is like that, you know, it's excellent. That. Yeah. Well, why don't we do this Maurizio? Why don't we uh, play a little bit of it? Let people get a taste of it. Uh, so here it is. This is exiled. It is Invictus from the unstoppable record right here on Chris Aiken presents. That was Invictus with Exiled, brand new music from the Unstoppable release. And joining me to talk all about that and keep, keep you well aware of his many, many projects is the mighty Maurizio Iacona. And Maurizio, uh, love that tune, but I got to tell you, the best tune on this record for me, 
right. hands down, bleed me out. So different from anything you've ever been associated right. with before. Right. So clue me in on that song specifically, man, because that, that was the one when I was listening to it, I had to do the double take to see that it hadn't changed to another band. You know, just so good. <laughs> yeah. Well, so <clears throat> when Chris wrote that song uh, musically, that's the one we were like feeling, is this too far? You know, and sure. are we, are we kind of, you know, but then um, we were like, again, no, this is the, this is where it needs to go. And uh, Bleed Me Out's a very personal track. And it's, it's a, it's a very emotional track in my opinion. Mm-hmm. Um, it's going to be the next single, by the way. That's okay. The- coming out October 4th um, it's it's to me it's a track that opens up the gates to everything uh, related to like uh, expansion of, of of this band you know this is this is where we're able to move around way more um, it, look that middle part with Chris you know he sings that little part there in the, in the middle and then I mm-hmm. come in and I and I and I you know uh, I'll never let it go type of part and all that stuff all that big build up, you know, it's just, I think big, you know, and I, and I, I think the song in general, um, when it starts, you think you're listening to like a rock band. And then when it comes in, vocals come in, like, you know, almost with the twin DSI type of approach, right. you know, it's kind of a weird, it's, it's, it, you, you don't expect that to come in, you know, and, and, and I think that's what makes this song special. It kind of brings you the left field, a couple of parts in it. Uh, some of the melodic riffs are really, really like Swedish inspired also. Like, so it's got, it's, it, it's, I think it's a very well rounded up track, you know, in general, you know, sure. it everything. Yeah. Now for you, and I know this to be true, even though I've not read it anywhere and you're probably going to tell me it's not, but I'll say it anyway. <laughs> I know first time you heard this and started putting it together, you were not comfortable with that song. Well, I just know it. <laughs> yeah, well, I get to know me very well. Yes. No, like I said, this was one of those things, like, it's a little dirty, you know what I mean? Right. Like, <laughs> like I was like, you know, what are the people going to think? And, and it, if you stop when that happens, you will never push music further. True. So music needs to be explored. And, and to me, this was the record to do it with. Mm-hmm. Cataclysm, it gets more difficult to do something like this. Like Cataclysm, uh, it, although we've done crazy stuff with that band that people didn't expect and it worked. Mm-hmm. it's 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 not for a band like cataclysm you know this is sure. more um kind of bringing it to to uh to a to a different type of of feeling altogether and um you know it, I, that's why this project exists it was because you know to do songs like that one specifically you know what i mean or mm-hmm. Eagles also you know like so that's a like rock anthem type of chorus in there you right know? So, so so that's that's where we we uh we experimented the most Sure. And you know, you, you say that about Cataclysm, but I'll argue with you all day that you do it with Cataclysm pretty much on every record, yeah. but you do it with tempo. You guys are like the most notorious of anybody for changing tempos and stop right. arts and, you know, yeah, yeah, I, I mean, that, that I think is where you, exp- you experiment with that, where here, I think you're just experimenting with sounds and tones and vocals. It's like, yeah. this is almost like you're fully progressive right reach into music yeah. i agree absolutely yes 100 percent. you know and so like i said it is one of my favorite tracks on the record that's for sure. sure you know um it wasn't in the demo tracks we did in the beginning that was like one of the last tracks that was written on the album as well 
So it's, 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 it's cool. Like just the way it came out. I remember when Chris sent it to me and he's like, dude, like I did this track for this project, but I'm not sure if you're going to be, you know, into it, you know, and it's right. like, but here it is, you know, and the beginning was like, eh, like you said, you know, I was like, kind of, eh. but then I, then I started saying, you know what, give me some time with it. And uh, I think we, we, it came out great in the end, you know, certainly man. Well, well, Maurizio, you, you obviously go into every project with, with an expectation of, of it being successful on some level. And it may not necessarily be a sales level, right. but, it, but it, a lot of times it's either an artistic level or that people are digging it and coming out to shows, mm-hmm. what, whatever it would be. Going into this that's new, mm-hmm. uh, what, what will, a year from now when I talk to you, what, and I ask you, was this successful? What will make you say yes or no? That's a really good question. Really good question. Um, to me, it's, it's going to be already a success once it comes out because okay. of all the problems we had with it. Um, it was like, I, I was on vacation with my family. We went to Mexico and I did a, a couple of things and all these problems were happening while this was happening. And I was freaking out because right. it's like, you know, you release an art form or something, you work really hard and you want it to go right. You know, so the uploads were wrong. There was all kinds of stuff that happened. And even the label couldn't understand it. Some of the stuff, it was like almost if there was a superpower behind it going, right. out, you know, so it's, it's, it was, it was also the name because the name Invictus is so broad and, and it had the movie in there and like algorithms all over the place couple of things that were against me just releasing this record to me it's already a mission accomplished but yeah. i would like to see a year from now that it it's it people got the chance to listen to it sure because i was i i had a lot of algorithmic problems in the sense that people couldn't even share the videos mm-hmm. if you look at the difference between exiles views on youtube versus get up the the second single Mm -hmm. it's like this and it shouldn't be it should be kind of like you know sure progressing it's going but it's 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 a monumental difference and that's because the algorithms were just not working like there was a lot of problems on that first single so when you start in like you're almost fumbling into this project right because of you know not you but just the the industry in general those issues it's kind of discouraging and to me just having the record coming out uh, like it was supposed to on October, having, you know, maybe a couple of shows into this and, and seeing how people react to the record for real. I just want people to be able to listen to it. If they hate it, that's cool. I, sure. I'm not the type of guy that's going to be like, you got to like my band or you're the one who doesn't understand this. I mean, we don't right. play music just for ourselves, right? If that, that, that was the case, I'm not signing that to, an, to a label. I just do it for me. Mm-hmm. Like, I'll just have this on my laptop and listen to it whenever I want. When you start releasing music, you're also catering to a fan base. And, and a lot of, when I hear musicians, I, I play music just for me. If you like it, cool. If you don't, fuck off. That, that mentality, I don't buy it. Right. So they do that. And then when it doesn't work, they're doing whatever the, music, the fans want, you know, because they're right. live. That's the way I see it, right? So I, I'm, when I play music, I, I just think about the fans as well. So I would like for this project to be shared and t- for people to listen to it. That's when I'm going to tell you, yeah, I'm happy, man. As long as people got to listen to it, you know what I mean? That's, that's what I want because right that, that's where it gets really the attention it's supposed to get, you know? Sure. Now, now Maurizio, uh, you know, outside of your 15 bands, 
<laughs> you, you've, you've basically built the entire infrastructure around yourself, whether right. it's the management or the touring company or the, you know, the music group, et cetera. You, you've really more than pretty much anybody. The only guy I can think of even close is uh, Jarvis from uh, Night Demon because he's done right. kind of the same thing right, where he's right. built the whole infrastructure around them. Yeah. Why, why is it that there's, there's just so much work that goes into that. Right. And I know you're a workaholic, right. but that being said, what was it and when was it that you saw the need to kind of insulate yourself or cataclysm or, you know, well, what happened yeah. from the industry? So, so, there's a term called self-made, right? And, mm -hmm. and that term, I don't fully believe in it being truthful to that because you can't do everything by yourself. You have sure. to help. Um, you know, when I say I'm self-made, I, I mean that I took something, an idea, and I pushed it through. And, and it worked because I was able to do it also with people, right? Mm -hmm. so, so, you know, I'm a type of person that if I don't like something, I just don't complain about it. I do come in, I'll complain because, you know, I'm Italian and that's what we do. <laughs> right. But, but I'll, 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 we'll come in and then I'll come back and I'll say, if, if I can't get the people to work with me on a project or they don't want to give me my band on a tour or they don't want to do this, I'm going to start a company that's going to do that. Right. Like, I'm just that type of guy. And that's why I think I belong in the United States because in this country you can do that. <laughs> right. And, and I, and I uh, wanted, to, I was always like that since I was a kid. You know, mm -hmm. so for me, this was very important um, that that when I put my mind to something, you know, it make it happens and I do it for a purpose. It's not only like I got to do this because of money or whatever sure. management. I fell into it. I was on tour and bands were complaining everywhere that everything was disorganized while my stuff was organized. And I was like, well, let me give you a hand. And then right. I had label guys telling me you need to do management. You're good at it. And I was I said, OK, you know, so it's just. I didn't fight something that was naturally good for me. You know, some people sure. think that, you know, they, they, they force something into their lives. Um, so that happened because of that. The agency, we had a lot, there's a lot of issues with agencies in the United States when you're in a band. There is a the shortage of agencies to help bands develop. I like to develop bands. I like to take a band that was from nothing and develop into something big. You know, mm -hmm. I did it with bands like Ailstorm when they were with me, they were, they were tiny. And then we brought them into like drawing three, 4,000 people a night. Same thing with Unleash the Archers. We work with a band that's great mm -hmm. band out of Canada yeah. uh, that we're already getting hyped. And I just took them in and opened all the doors, you know, in a way that they got exposure, you know? Sure. So, you know, Windrose is another one, you know, okay. signed, I got them signed and blow them up, you know? And so it's, it's, I love that part, but if there's not guys like me, I would say others, there's others as well, but I'm just saying if there wasn't guys like me doing that, there would mm -hmm. be a big shortage of development. So there, you know, people just want to do what's big and easy. Like I, 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 I work also the ground, you know, I'm right. always, always going to be a soldier of the field. Mm -hmm. you know? and so when I'm in the tour, I'm working with the bands. They see me out there with them, you know? So to me, that's, to me, that's very important. And uh, I do things for necessity. The agency was a very big necessity, not just for me, but for a lot of bands, especially European bands. We bring tons in one out of the three tours you're going to see, it's going to be us, you there know? You and that's the great development, I think over the years and the label, same thing, development thing and pandemic. I was like, I'm not pandemic proof when that shit happened. I was like, right. I can, there's no touring. I always said to people, the only thing that can stop me is if airlines stop and there's no clubs, 
Right. So I said, that's never going to happen. And then it happens. I was <laughs> like, so the label is kind of like the last backup. It's the last piece that was missing. I do it. I, it's very difficult. It's something very different for me. Uh, but I'm, but I'm, I'm getting a hang of it and uh, it's going better and better. And, and it's cool to see. It's more of a partnership thing I do. I don't lock bands into contracts where they're it's slaves. They're free with me. So that's a different all approach altogether. Sure. Well, it's a lot of great stuff, man. And, and obviously, man, speaking of the great stuff, we have Invictus, the unstoppable release. It is, um, it's fantastic. It's definitely, it's definitely a little different. It, don't, don't go into it looking for As I Slither or you might be disappointed. But, <laughs> but uh, if, if you go into it with an open mind and really give it a listen, it's, it's very enjoyable. So Maurizio, before we'll wrap with uh, the Get Up video, but before we do that, where should I tell people to go to get tour dates, keep up with you, buy merch? And I do mean buy it, not just stream it. You know, um, all that stuff. You can follow us all over uh, social media. It's a little tricky. Again, when you type in Invictus, there's going to be a bunch of stuff. So you might have to search it a little bit. Although on the YouTube, the algorithms are getting really good now. So if you're looking for Invictus band, you'll find it. Uh, Invictus, I am Invictus.com as well. Um, so we have, we have, you know, a lot of places you can find me. And, you know, just go to my personal page. Everything's there too. So all easy, right. easy, easy for me well, there. I'm trying to make it as, as easy as I can. <laughs> Perfect. Well, let's, let's wrap this one up with the video for the song, get up. Um, tell us a little quick story about this video, man, to wrap this up. Well, I mean, again, it's, I'm a doer. So it's one of those things, man, when, you know, it's, if this, you don't like something, change it, you know, get up or you're going to, or stay down. Don't complain about it. If you're staying down, you know, so, you know, it's a personal choice in life, wherever, wherever you end up is up to you. Right on. Well, let's check it out now. It is Get Up. It is Invictus. And this has been Chris Aiken Presents. Do you like great heavy metal banter about the more modern bands of today? Then you need to be checking out Talk To Me. That's right, you need to be doing it. Featuring the one, the only, well, maybe not either of those two, but uh, one of the bassists of Primer 55, Mr. Joshua Toomey, as well as yours truly, 
We dig deep into today's modern heavy metal world to bring you the best podcast in the goddamn game. So you should be watching. Get talked to me at youtube.com notfest or wherever you get your favorite audio podcasts. New episodes come out every Thursday in audio form and on Fridays on YouTube over there at Notfest. Make sure you are tuned in. Talk to me on notfest.com. Subscribe today.